Welcome to Anti-Aging Unraveled with Dr. Lori Gerber. The body is one of the most complicated systems in the universe. Dr. Gerber and her guests explore integrative medicine and cosmetic dermatology, combining traditional medicine, alternative health practices, new innovations, and technology, which work together to help you look and feel natural and age gracefully. Now, here is your host, Dr. Lori Gerber. Hello, everybody. It is Dr. Lori Gerber again, and welcome to Anti-Aging Unraveled this evening. Um, I am so excited to have um, the CEO of one of my favorite new procedures with us. It is Stacy Reynolds. She is with Les Ancres. And, and I'm sure I said that terribly, but I apologize to anyone. Well, <laughs> and she's a CEO of the company. And we're really excited to talk about these dissolvable um, threads. It's one of the hottest new procedures um, on the market. I love doing them, to be honest. I, they've kind of grown on me over the last couple of years. And um, I'm excited to hear how Stacy started this company and where it came from and the launch and all that stuff. So I think what we'll start with is we'll talk about her, which is always fun to talk about yourself. And then we'll kind of morph a little bit into what threads are. I've gotten a lot of questions and actually got some, some questions in my inbox last week about what threads are, how they work all those good things and where we can use them. I'll give some patient examples so all you guys can start lifting and playing with your faces while you're listening and, <laughs> and watching because that's what we do if you're not watching me live. That's, I almost always do that. Um, so without further ado, I'll let Stacy kind of take us in, Stacey, and just tell us a little bit about, your, about yourself. Sure. Thanks again, Dr. Gerber, for having me on. Appreciate it. You're and welcome. Looking forward to uncovering the world of threads for individuals who are curious to learn more. Um, I actually had a thread procedure done about four years ago, and I was hooked. I was mesmerized that within a two-hour period, I could walk out of my injector's office and have, like you said, a whole new, a whole new face um, and, and neck, I'll be honest. And I, I just for days thought and thought and thought about what a great product it was. And the more research I did, the more I started to see a theme with some of the existing companies that were in place at the time, which were very few. But um, I noticed that there was a lot of smoke and mirrors from my perspective as a consumer. And the more I talked to my injector and, and started talking to other individuals in the industry, the more I realized that they felt the same way about the smoke and mirrors, so to speak. And it was really kind of the wild west of threads at that time. There was no set protocol. There was no set um, post-care, pre-care instructions. There was no clarity for injectors about the insertion techniques and contraindications. And as a business person, it kind of raised my red flags a little bit to think, hmm, maybe there's an opportunity here in the market at the ground level to start something that has authenticity, integrity, credibility, science, safety, that, that can really lay a foundation and create structure around what's good threading and what's not so good threading. And that was kind of the birth of my career into the aesthetic industry and really the birth of Les Cray. And, and so you have a business background. Did you start in business? Is, was it? I, truth be told, Lori, I have always been quoted as saying, I don't have an entrepreneurial bone in my body. Well, you obviously have some bones. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
it, it, I never had a desire to start my own business. I actually worked for a Fortune 500 company for many years um, doing leadership development and training and it never occurred to me. And again, at this precipice in, in my life, personally, I knew that I was going to be transitioning into an empty nest. I knew that I had a short, small window of time to either stay in the career path that I was in and keep on the upward trajectory or make that shift. And with the support of my husband at the time, or still is, but with the support of my husband, he really, really pushed and said, do it, do it. Worst case scenario, if it doesn't work out, you can always go back, but do it. I believe in you. And so we traveled the globe, no joke. We went to Switzerland, France, Italy, China, South Korea, all all over the U.S. to find the best manufacturing partner we possibly could. And we interviewed a lot of people. We went to the places where everybody said their threads were made from and ultimately chose what we believe and have found to be the best partner for us in South Korea. So that'll answer everybody's burning question, right? There's where we're, where we're made from. All of our raw materials are sourced from South Korea and our threads are manufactured in South Korea. And honestly, let's be, let's be truthful. They usually lead with the most cutting edge cosmic cosmetic topical dermatologics um, in the world, generally speaking. So generally speaking, they do. So we, we are thrilled with that business relationship and um, have had no no issues whatsoever with them. Wonderful. So, all right. So you decided to just jump ship. Got it. So we went into <laughs> life on gray. I like it. It's it's very bold, right? Um, so you got these threads done, and and you liked the lift that they gave you, and you decided that you that it needed more protocols, more um, stipulations. Um, more safety and efficacy, right? And you're right. There was no protocols. I mean, it was, you're right. It was the Wild West. It was willy-nilly. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's talk a little bit about what threads are and why they're different. And obviously, I'll chime in with some of the science parts of this. But, um, you know, as a business owner, what are your threads? What are they made out of? And, and kind of, and I'll talk a little bit about history too, but feel free. Go for it. Sure. So we refer to threads as cosmetic sutures. A lot of people say, oh, you know, PDO thread lift. Well, there's so much more to threads than lifting, first of all, and PDO. So we are one of the only companies in the U.S. that offers PDO, so polydioxone threads. We offer poly-L-lactic acid threads and then poly-L-caprolactone threads. And the polycaprolactone is really where a lot of people have the most questions that generates the most buzz. So we'll come back to that. But the PDO threads are the purple suture material that is inserted inside of a cannula. And as you know, they're inserted into the skin, um, generally into the SMAS if you're doing a reposition or lifting of the tissue. And very little downtime, very little pain if inserted properly. And amazing results that can last anywhere from 18 to 24 months with PDO, about 18 to 24 months with PLLA. And then studies have shown two to four years of the aesthetic result for polycaprolactone. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so 
let's talk a little bit about, and I know um, some of these letters get thrown out at, at you guys. So PD, I know, and I can't even say them, so I'm not even going to try. I'm just going to say chemical words, right? Um, <laughs> PDO, and I'm not even going to pretend. PDO, just so everybody is aware, is really kind of what traditional biodegradable sutures are made out of. So when you're working surgically or you're closing up a wound, this is where this comes from. And it was... Um, I think it was 1960, if I'm not mistaken, Mm -hmm. um, when the FDA approved dissolvable suture. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been around for a long time, right? You know, this is something that is not new to the body. We've, our bodies have seen this for a long time Mm -hmm. and PLLA, and I'm not as familiar with polychrome. I can't even say it, caprolactone. Um, But PLLA is what, Colloquially, we know it as Sculptra, right? It's Sculptra, which is a filler. It's a crystalline version of Sculptra. Right. So if you're getting Sculptra or PLLA, liquid PLLA, you're getting filler. And the PLLA threads act just like the filler, only they won't migrate, they won't move. So you can get that really specific insertion point, and you know that that volumization is going to be right where you put that thread. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So we u- use it as a layering technique, right? So I always say it's like hashtags. You kind of yeah. like throw in a whole lot of hashtags, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And that's an alpha hydroxy acid filler in general and thread. So they're made from alpha hydroxy acids, which are, again, our skin has seen many, many times over. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so let's talk a little bit about, um, I'm not even going to say it, polycaprolactone. Right? <laughs> um, so what is the difference? Why does it last longer? Yeah, so the polycaprolactone is much more hydrophobic than the PLLA or the PDO. So it actually, poly PCL, just keep it easy for everybody, PCL was introduced into the world of biopolymers back in the 1930s, which most people don't quite realize that it was been around that long. As a matter of fact, I'll hear people talk about, you know, PCL, it's it's illegal or it's it's not FDA approved. Well, it is. <laughs> it's been around for many, many years, and it was used primarily as a drug delivery device. So it would be used to coat um, Tylenol, for example, so we could swallow it nice and easy. And back in the 70s and 80s, it really kind of emerged in more of the drug delivery area with popularity and was quickly replaced for decades with more faster absorbable biopolymers that were just better for what they were intended for. And it's really come about in a resurgence here in the last probably five to seven years because it gets the same results as the PDO, but it lasts longer. So what really kind of put this polymer on the back shelf for so many in the medical world is what has brought it, (laughs) this exact reason it's come about now. And because of the molecular structure and how the body absorbs it and degrades it, it creates more type 1 and type 3 collagen than PLLA or PDO. So we often refer to the PCL threads as the cashmere of our threads because they just do it all. <laughs> they do it all. So why? So do any of the other companies on the market offer PCL threads? Some are slowly starting to. Okay. It's widely popular over in South Korea, in China. It's really primarily the only suture they use now for the lifting and repositioning of the skin. PDO is kind of passe, so to speak. And we like it here in the U.S. We like PDO here in the U.S. because it's cheaper and it gets the job done. It's kind of the workhorse of the threading industry. 
but more and more people are starting to see the exposure to PCL because of us bringing it to the market here in the U.S. and the results that it demands. It, it really is stunning the difference between someone who's had a PCL thread lift versus a PDO thread lift. So that's interesting. So just so you guys know from my practice, so I have never used PCL threads. Um, I traditionally was using a couple of other companies um, in the past. And upon doing research for this, and I've used Lace on Cray for, gosh, probably right at the start of COVID. Um, I started with you guys. So, you know, I, I've been with you a, b- a bit and have never used them. And I kind of started doing research before we came mm-hmm. on the air and in the last couple of days and weeks. And I was really interested by the PCL threads. And I, I you know, it, it literally is used all over the world, <laughs> to be honest, except for here. Um, and I was curious why it wasn't brought to the mainstream of the United States and, um, and why we weren't using it more. Mm-hmm. That was, you know, because now I'm interested in you know, my next order. I might be bringing in some PCLs because, listen, I'm more than willing to try them. And I think that if they're going to last longer, and just so you guys know, type 1 and type 3 collagen are really what's responsible for your skin um, elasticity, right? So we're trying to, you're, we're creating new collagen in addition to lifting. And we're going to talk a little more about that. But um, I'm interested in the PCLs. So I think that's something that when I was doing my reading and for my next order, that might be part of my next order. Mm-hmm. Um, so... You won't be disappointed. I, I joke and say it's the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> you can see the results immediately, but with the PCL, because it takes so long for the body to break it down and absorb it, that you just are getting such continual rejuvenation and neocollagenesis that it's it's four months out, you'll see, you'll look in the mirror, you'll be like, that's even better than the day I had it done. <laughs> And you don't often see that. Or you, right. Not everybody sees that with PDO, for example. So, and do you, you offer them in smooths. We're going to talk about the different types, guys, but there's smooths and textured or twisties. or There's all kinds of different. Okay. Everybody loves the magic of the cog or the barbed lifting threads because they're fun. They're sexy. They, they get the job right. Exactly. They get the job right. our face, guys. Yeah. Right. But but really, where, where the, the money is for people as business you know, for return on investment. And then also for patients, if you really want to get to the core of what you're trying to do, which is either lift and tighten or smooth and resurface, those mono threads and the screw threads, I, I think they're a million times more efficient than the barb threads. Which so let's talk about that. So what's, what is a mono thread? I mean, I, I know this is for my people. Um, what is a mono thread? Because um, you actually do this a little bit differently, too, than most of the companies on the market. Mm-hmm. Um, so l- what's the difference? What what are these smoothie ones, the smooth threads? And what are the difference between the two types that you just... Sure. So the smooth or the mono threads are hair-like sutures, basically, that are inserted superficially or just a little, little bit deeper, depending on what you're trying to do. And they create and stimulate collagen total rejuvenation, and they will tighten the skin over time as the body starts to absorb them. So they're highly effective in getting those fine lines and wrinkles taken care of, getting rid of crepey skin. If you've got some dimpling on the legs or buttocks, hypothetically speaking, (laughs) you can use the mono threads to help tighten and smooth that skin. You can also use a screw or some people refer to them as twisted threads. 
And it's that same mono thread, but it's been twisted around the cannula or the needle. And when it is inserted into the skin, it holds its cyclical shape. So you get the volumization with the screw threads. And those are great, again, for any deeper fine lines and wrinkles, um, dimpling of the skin, crepiness, all of that jazz. So you don't always have to use the barb threads when you're looking at getting a PDO or a thread lift treatment. You can use the mono and the screw to accomplish, I don't want to say the same thing because that would be unfair, but similar. Yeah, I like to say it's like a hammock. It kind of gives you some gentle support. Um, or sometimes I say box spring and mattress because I think that's the best way to think about it. Yeah, you like that? I like that. Now you feel it, right? So it's, <laughs> again, when we work with those hashtags, right? Because when we put these in, it's all about layering, right? So when, when we put these into you guys, it's it's sometimes we do a little topical numbing or a little fine injectable numbing and they literally go in very easily. If you ever watch a video, it actually looks horrific. Um, it really does. And I would say from, from a non-medical perspective for anybody watching these, and I'm sure before you started this company, if you had gone on YouTube and watched this, it looks pretty... Barbaric. Barbaric, yes. Mm-hmm. But believe it or not, once you get through that top layer of skin, really in between there in the in the subcute tissue, when you even when you go through the spaz, there's really not nerve endings. We're not feeling anything. Mm-hmm. Um, it's I always say it's the insertion point and where it ends, right? They're the two spots where you're going to feel, you know, any kind of pinchy nerve kind of pain mm-hmm. um, that you would say is pain. Everything else is pulling. But when you put the smooths in, I like to say it's like we're giving you a cradle. We're putting a whole bunch in. Um, sometimes it's parallel to the problem areas. Sometimes they're perpendicular. Um, a lot of times we crisscross them. And what we're trying to do is we're trying to give a gentle support structure or a box spring for that mattress to sit on top of. And then over time, um, and I think this is really nice to think about with the under eye because we do it all the time on the under eye. When you put these in and actually it goes in with a wire. And we'll talk a little more about that. And then you pull out the wire, the guide wire, and it leaves the thread inside. And I always say it's like a scoop and a pull. We're giving Mm -hmm. you a little, like a snapback. It's like taking a hammock and pulling it tight. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's what happens when you layer these in there and your body says, oh, what's this stuff? And it literally recruits cells to the area to start creating one breakdown because it doesn't want it to be there, right? It's like almost like a little inflammation response. But the real thing is, is that it's coming in to repair and heal and it puts collagen down. Mm-hmm. So um, I think in the beginning of threads, I completely underestimated the power of smooths. Everybody is. Um, and I will tell you maybe the last, I'm going to say year-ish, um, I have been so much more prone to throwing in, even if it's like I'm doing some filler and I just want to enhance my filler um, around the jowl, right downturn of the mouth, mm-hmm. um, the fine little lines that you just can't get into with a needle without it looking stupid sometimes and just throwing some twisties in there and some smooths and just layering them up and then telling people to let me know how they look in four to six weeks because you're right. Mm-hmm. It gets so much better. Mm-hmm. Um, it's incredible. And it's I've taken it as part of my personal and professional mission in this space to really get the word out about mono and screw threads. Again, the, the, the lifting threads are wonderful. We, we sell a lot of them. So yeah. keep buying them. Don't, don't stop using them. But to expand your base of tools to use when you're looking at a patient, if, if you dance into the, the mono and screw world, you are going to have so much more opportunity to really get the results 
tailored to the patient's needs. Yeah, I think um, the biggest thing to talk about, and people are like, oh, why should I do this? You know, why pick this over filler? Let's just, for example. Um, Let me give you guys a couple examples, and then I'm going to ask you what you think about picking your right patient, because I think that's probably the most important thing. Well, the cog thread specifically, it's probably the most important thing. Um, Smooths, I think we have a lot more flexibility and twists with the patient choice, but I had a couple of patients, actually, I've done pr- at least three or four threads this week. So first patient, jawline, jowl, doesn't like the hanging. A younger patient, maybe in her early 40s, not so doesn't have a ton of hanging um, and just wants some kind of support. She wants her jawline back. I think that's probably one of the most common patients that I get um, for threads. And I think any of the threads will really work well for that patient, whether it's the pulling, the cogs. Um, I hate the word barbs. I think it sounds, again, it sounds so terrible and barbaric for my patients. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've tried to pick up your cog um, terminology, but the cogs and what it does is you put them in and you actually just give them that little jawline back. You're kind of giving them a, a lift. And I, I like to use multiple directions. I'm not a, a single direction pull type of girl. I think our face ages in so many different places that Absolutely. sometimes it requires, yes, you're doing maybe more than one poke, but we're getting pulling in multiple planes, which gives it a much more natural look. And that word right there, Lori, natural. Yeah. That's why a lot of people prefer to have a thread lift because they don't want that super pullback look. They don't want the the fake look, so to speak. And with the threads, again, your body's creating its own collagen. So you are getting this very natural, very smooth, polished look without having to have a lot of you know work done, but it's your natural look. And that's really, really important for a lot of individuals. Yeah, I think, um, again, I encourage people not to watch videos because I think that's the part that kills them. Because um, really, we just numb up a spot and we make a little hole or actually kind of a bigger hole. but um, And then we just slide these in. And there's really very little discomfort. I will say, like I said, it looks terrible, but there's not a lot of discomfort. Um, I did get a question is how they anchor. So maybe we can talk. Um, it was on a, yeah, yeah, on Facebook. Maybe we can talk a little bit about how the cogs work, sure. um, the bi-directional and, and it's a little hard to picture. That's why we call them barbs. I think, um, for everybody out there, cause they literally feel, um, if you actually touch them, I think they feel like Velcro, mm-hmm. uh, that's the best way I can explain it. So let's talk a little bit about the, how the barbs actually click or how they hold. Sure. So the barbs, if you imagine a string, they get cut in and ours are at 25 degrees angle, which is really important because it's about 10 degrees more than competitors out there. Oh, okay. A lot of in- injectors will use our threads and say, my gosh, I got such better lift than with, you know, XYZ threads that I've used in the past. Why is that? Well, you've got 10% in each bar more room for soft tissue to anchor into, which when you set those threads, you're pressing that skin into the cog, which is helping lift and hold that tissue in place. And it doesn't really go anywhere. Yeah, <laughs> no, they, I will say from experience, um, the, the, Lizon Cray's threads are definitely, one, they're easier to place. They're much easier to get into the skin. Um, and I don't know if there's any reason for that. You can definitely let me in on that. Our cannulas. Okay. A different 
grade of cannula that is better than a lot of our competitors out there. And it costs us a little bit more money to manufacture, but it's important because when you are putting that in, it's nice and smooth and still flexible and strong enough to get right into that plane. You're not gonna have this wavering up and down, which a lot of individuals get puckering afterwards because that cannula has been bouncing up and down in there. So we've got a really nice high grade cannula, very smooth, it helps push the tissue out of its way and get right to that point of insertion that you're looking for. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's much easier to get in, I will say. Um, I don't know if it's, like, even this, the amount of force it takes to get it through is, is less. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's number one. And then two, I always say that, um, again, when I was working in multiple planes with previous threads, you know, I'd really have to pay attention to concave, convex, what areas was I going to, because again, guys, we're talking about a really straight, kind of like one of those plastic sutures, if you think about what it feels like, it's like one of those, pla- like the blue or black ones that you'd have, um, even like on the outside is what it feels like. Mm-hmm. And when you go to put that in across a curved plane, if those, now, now I know 10 degree um, barbs don't catch the skin correctly, and you're not getting it in certain areas to curve with the layer of skin, then you're actually seeing what I call a puppet string or mm-hmm. a line of where it didn't catch the skin or vice or by the same token, maybe where it did catch the skin and it didn't catch it at the, at the appropriate angle. So it's almost like you, like that puckering. I tell people it's like a ratchet strap. We're yeah. kind of getting a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, and we ratchet it all the way up. And then, we try not to get too much extra at the top, right? You're like, you kind of, and they have a little wiggle room. So you can mm-hmm. manipulate these a little bit before you anchor. Um, so that's interesting that it's 25 degrees. I did not know that. And yeah. I will say that it makes it a very nice, I don't have to, I always think about planes, but I don't have to think as much about if I'm going to see it not catch. And the, the most common place, at least in my experience is probably um, below the cheekbone, in between the cheekbone and the jawline, um, where people are really concave. And if you don't come across the right plane or you don't get a good curvature of your thread, um, you're just going to see what I call a line. Um, goes back to being in the same, the right area and the SMAS. It also goes back to um, the thread choice, right? So kudos, because I, I do, I and I'm hard, I'm hard to please, so... <laughs> Oh my. <laughs> there you go. Um, I'm not easy to please. So I'm going to talk about another patient that comes in because I would say for that patient, um, I would use some cogs, but I also, I have done in the past and actually did a couple, the last couple of weeks, just using the smooths to give mm-hmm. them what I call that cradle or that support structure on the jawline or the jowl because it really does help. We, I did a whole talk, I think it was actually last week on the aging face and unfortunately we lose our jawline, right? And we start to lose the chin and the jaw. And, and this helps to get that skin up a little bit. But it, again, if you want that extra oomph, I agree that cog just, it just does it. It's that immediate gratification. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes what I tell people is maybe you do the cog now, you throw in some smooths, you come back six to eight weeks later, throw in some more smooths, and then let your cog wear off, keep mm-hmm. up with your smooths and see how much tightness you get with those. You're on it, Lori. You're on it. <laughs> yeah. So I joke around. It's like your immediate gratification. Mm-hmm. And your what we I say maintenance mode, right? So we got to give you some immediate. Otherwise, you're going to hate me and never want to come back. Right. Um, but if I give you something that's always like a laser, if I'm doing something for your skin, that's always going to make it better. 
then why would you not keep putting that in? And to me, that's kind of, that's how I would use these. And they're, they're cheaper than filler in all honesty. And you probably need less of them than filler um, Mm -hmm. for the most part. Um, So yeah, that's kind of how I've been using them lately. That's my new kind of, I guess, diversion. Cause I really, you know, I was a, I was a filler girl. I'm a very, I'm a good filler girl. So you can still be a filler girl. Oh, I do. And absolutely. There are some people that just want their filler and that's it. I just want filler. I just want Botox. But those are also the people that will come back to you in time and say, well, maybe, maybe we need a little bit more of this or this. You can only lift so much. Yeah. You you can't do much here with a lot of the modalities you have. Yeah. Right here, threads, <laughs> threads, by threads. So let's let's talk about neck for a minute. I think that's okay. probably the, and I'm going through the body parts little by little, guys. So if you have one that I haven't mentioned, I promise I'm going to get to it. Um, the neck is probably the bane of all cosmetic dermatology surgeons. No, probably not surgeons, but all injectors in general. So how do you, as a company, envision using threads for the neck? So you can use the cog threads for a neck lift for a much more aggressive or advanced technique. You can also use the smooth and the twists to fill in the necklaces and the neckline. You can use it to help tighten that double chin. You can use it to help really just create that nice, smooth crepiness disappear um, in the turkey neck area, so to speak. I know that's not a medical term, I'm sure. Oh, we love the word turkey neck. It's okay. We we really want to push and emphasize that value of the mono and screw threads in the neck and decollete area. It's an easy treatment. It's quick. It's, I don't want to say painless, but (laughs) relatively speaking, painless. And again, it's the gift that keeps on giving. You're going to see results increase over time with that rather than with the immediate pullback threads. But man, oh man, I know we're working our way down body parts, Lori, but (laughs) now I mentioned chest. I actually missed the eyes. I got to go back up anyway. So (laughs) So the neck, the crepey neck and the crepey chest. So I do get a lot of that question because we we obviously do lasers as well. So that that crepey chest. And when you go to put those smooths in there, um, are you actually seeing a reduction in the crepiness and the texture and what I call the the boob crinkle, right? It's like Mm -hmm. between... um, I think that is underutilized as well in general. Um, you know, we can throw in a whole bunch of hashtags in there and cross cross hatching um, to try to create a smoother appearance. And I think that for people that maybe don't want to wait for lasers to work and, and all of this um, or the burns and the downtime, um, this is a great option. And it's, again, I think it's cheaper in most instances than probably doing a, a session of three lasers. Mm-hmm. Um yep. And it probably lasts you longer, right? Because you're always having collagen deposition where you're not constantly getting that stimulation after a laser. You know, you get it once um, and then your body does what it's going to do. And then you get up to eight weeks and then you're kind of chasing your tail again. Um, So let's talk about eyes a little bit. Because I think right now eye lifts is, eye is a mid face, but eye lifts are super hot. The cat's eye is very in right now. So what are we doing for eyes? Are we using cogs? Are we using smooths? Um, under eye, same thing. Yep. So with, with our kind of thread lineup, we have what we call our eye threads. And they're specifically for the infraorbital area of the eyes to help dark circles, crepey skin, fine lines and wrinkles around the eyes, crow's feet. And what's really nice about the eye threads 
is they're so small and so fine that you can really get in there all the way all the way to the very eyelid mm -hmm. um, or under eye area without complications. So I know there's a lot of controversy around you know using filler on the under eye and I won't address that because I'm not a medical professional, but I will tell you with the eye threads, you are able to get better results, longer results with zero complications whatsoever when you're putting those mono and screw threads in. The eye threads are blunt tip, so you're not going to have the bruising or the swelling that is associated quite often with um, some of the larger threads or even other um, modalities that you're using to treat that area. So we love the eye threads, love the eye threads. We have multiple injectors out there that are putting them um, nice and deep intradermal for the 11 lines, and you're actually freezing that muscle with the thread instead of using a neurotoxin, for example, or in addition to using a neurotoxin, and then you're able to fill in that deficit with the eye threads as well, and 11 lines are gone. Yeah. Gone. Yeah. That's, I, again, underestimating the power of these smooth threads. I have really become a huge fan of under eye threads. Actually, I'm ordering more today um, because there are those patients that, and again, you're right, there's complications with eye um, filler. And I actually have done a whole talk. I do a lot of liquid nose jobs as well. And I've done a whole talk on the dangers zones of injecting around the nose and the eyes. Um, so that's a conversation for another day. But you, with the threads, you're right. You're doing a blunt. You're you're not as deep. You're a lot more superficial. Um, and you can throw in. And my patients are thrilled. Um, I would say it's probably a a middle aged patient. You know where it's maybe 30s to early 50s, uh, maybe even mid 50s to be honest. Um, that love them. Um, if they have a ton of volume loss, obviously it's not going to. When I say a ton of volume loss, guys, I mean like just a big bag kind of with the no volume in the middle. Um, they're probably a lid lift candidate anyway and not a filler mm -hmm. candidate. Um, but I love the smooth threads for the under eye. Um, and I've actually been using them as well above the brow um, for a brow lift. And, mm -hmm. you know, we're going to talk a little bit about the cogs for the cat's eye and the brow lift. But I get great results with some of the fine lines that are almost hard to get with Botox sometimes because they're so close to the nerve that lifts our eye um, that putting twists and um, smooths in there, I'm getting great results. So, and I do have patients that just can't do Botox. They get too heavy. They get, oh, are you one of those? Oh, I'm sorry. I have no idea. Thank God. This is really why I had to start a thread company. <laughs> right. You have a very big reason. Um, I, I think that, you know, I have, I have a handful of patients that are definitely um, either resistant or they kick it off quickly or they just get heavy. Like even if I put six units in, you know, they're just, eyes just feel heavy. Right. Um, you know, they get the ocular effects and um, they just can't tolerate it. Mm -hmm. And of course they're the ones that need it the most, right? They're the, always the ones that, yeah, that they have a lot of lines. Like like me, you got a six head, especially today. You guys can see my six, seven head. Um, and I've done smooths across the forehead. Um, I actually do them kind of diagonally crisscrossed across your horizontals. So they're kind of going on an angle. Um, and I've done twists in the lines as well, especially for my gentlemen who might be in TV or um, – in the public eye that don't necessarily want to have no movement, right. um, but they want their lines reduced and they don't have laser time. Um, right. I used it a lot for that as well. 
we've got injectors that are using our lip threads, which are similar to our eye threads, only longer. And they're great for the Bermudian border, for all kinds of different things. But they're using the lip threads in the fine lines of the forehead. And oh, okay. it pops those lines right out. So yeah. lots of different areas to treat. Yeah. So I think um, the only thing I didn't bring up, and I, I actually had a patient yesterday that I did this on, I think the cat's eye is really, it's so big right now. And I have to say, I'm not in love with cat's eye. It's kind of my personal opinion, but. You and I share the same (laughs) personal opinion. The cat eye or the foxy eye, um, everybody wants it. And you can achieve a a nice look for the most part, but the longevity just really isn't there. And it's not a question of the threads not lasting or even holding the lift. It's. Just <laughs> from a, a, an anatomy standpoint, it's just not possible. <laughs> There's not a lot of grip up there, right? Like you don't have a lot of tissue, you know, especially on someone that's really thin. Um, so I think that might co- kind of go back to patient choice, right? And when we talk about these threads that pull, um, we talk about these textured or cogged threads, there is a perfect patient for the, those threads. You know, if you're, he- if you've really heavy skin, I always joke, I say, can you hold a brick with a fishing line? Right. And nine times out of 10, someone says yes, but you know, they're trying to joke with me, like you can do it, but yeah. really the heavier your skin is or the fuller that face is, it's, you, you're going to need a million threads to hold it. It's the tensile strength is just not there. Right. Um, and likewise, if someone's really thin with really, really thin skin, you know, then we worry about the thickness of the threading. Are we able, going to be able to see that through right. their skin? And that, to me, when we're trying to do the brow, is a concern. I'm like, you know, I like a little brow lift, but if you can't move that forehead and they've been having neurotoxin for a long time, <laughs> there's, there's no movement in there that's going to move their eyelid unless I click it to their eyelid and then they're not going to be able to close their eye. Right? <laughs> so, you know, this to me is... um sometimes an unrealistic expectation or maybe what I would call a social media trend, but I do. Yeah. I do like a little bit of a brow lift with it, but I think um, sometimes we over-exaggerate the effects or, or maybe social media does of how long a a brow lift on the lateral eye um, for these cat's eyes, these foxy eyes, all these things works. Um, But you're the patient choice. So this isn't for everybody, but the smooths and the twists, really can help everybody. Absolutely. And yeah. you nailed it when you talk about patient selection is managing those expectations. You are only going to achieve what you can do with your fingers with threads. So if you can't, <laughs> if you can't manipulate the skin with your fingers, then it's not going to work with threads. Period. Right. Yeah. So it's a good indicator, but that the heavier, thicker skin, it's just not designed for that. Unfortunately. Can we talk a little bit about nose? Yeah. yeah. All right. So I believe it or not, I know I'm the nose queen, guys, but I'm going to be completely forthright. I've had rhino threads in my office now for probably, because it was COVID, so probably seven months. So they're probably done anyway. So I got to buy new. But I would love to start. I do a lot of liquid nose jobs, non-invasive nose jobs um, with filler. Mm-hmm. And I want to do nose jobs with threads. So let's talk a little bit about the versatility of what you can do with a thread in the nose. Sure. So again, it goes back to expectations. Mm-hmm. And I always like to share that 
when you're dealing with an airway, <laughs> you, you want to make sure that you are experienced and skilled as an injector and you know what you're doing with the area and with the threads. Because again, the nose is a whole different, mm-hmm. different ball game. And we've got nasal threads that you can help create that longer, thicker bridge nose or even out the nose bridge right there. And then we've got a different thread that is used in the nose that can help adjust the tip, not just the width, but also the height. So there's lots of different opportunities to play, so to speak, but with experience. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've actually been trained on it. I just never, I've never did it because we had COVID and I never got a chance to, it was, then it became virtual and it was just a whole, you know, whole pain in the butt. But let's, you know, I get this all the time, you know, can you just do, and I'm going to tell you what I'm doing is just pick up the nasal tip a little bit, or can we make my nose, the bump look a little bit less pronounced, right? Can we bring it up? And yeah. I do that a lot with filler. Um, and I've been doing that for several years. I've talked on the safety and efficacy um, at some conferences of, of injecting the nose. Um, but threads from a safety perspective have a much safer profile in the nose than they do with filler because filler, you have a sharp, you're putting it in, it's very close to these small little blood vessels. Whereas if you're using a blunt tip cannula, you're really pushing those vessels out of the way. Mm-hmm. You're not necessarily, and again, it can perforate, but you're also not pushing anything into it. So if you, even if you do bleed, you know, it's a bruise and it's not a clot, right? It's not, we're not talking about necessarily putting something into the vessel. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's really interesting and something that intrigues me too. Um, so guys, coming. The safety factor with the threads is really reassuring just because you know that you're, you've got control over where you're putting it. And right. It's non, I don't want to say non-evasive because it's slightly evasive, but it's much more safe, much more safe. So how are threads and we could, let's talk about safety for a minute. So what's, what are the risks? What are the, um, is, are there any safety concerns? Can you be allergic? I got this question yesterday. Can you be allergic to these materials? So catch these materials. In, an allergic reaction is rare, um, but you could have some type of uh, anti or inflammatory immunodeficiency, or if you have a high level of rheumatoid arthritis, for example, you're more sensitive to having an inflammatory body. Mm-hmm. Correct. Correct. So we have a whole list of contraindications for individuals, but really the vast majority of people don't fall into those categories and you're not going to have complications. And what's really nice is if somebody, for example, doesn't like the results and they're, they're just not happy, you can have the threads removed. They're removable. You can, cook them with laser and melt them. So the results are not going to be forever and ever and ever and permanent. And that's a nice reassuring standpoint for a patient because they know worst, worst case scenario, they can have it fixed. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. There's nothing like using a crochet hook <laughs> to get them out. It's, it I've, only, I've only had to do it once, um, but that's all it takes. So mm-hmm. let's, right. That's all it takes to, change, you know, your patient selection is really what it came down to. Um, yeah. So post care, if you are really, yes. you know, adamant with your patients about, Hey, no large facial movements a, a week after 
you have yeah. any clogged threads put in. Don't use your Clarisonic. Don't use any type of ultrasonic device. Don't rub down. <laughs> I mean, basic common sense, but going through that list with them and helping them understand that their post-care is as important as the treatment itself when it comes to threads. Right, which was never part of the old company's um, protocols. I always used to say no hoagies, no comedy shows. But like, and I guess you, you're Chicago, right? No hoagies? You don't yeah. know what I'm talking about, but that's okay. <laughs> Subs. But the, the the truth is, you're right. No exaggerated facial movements. We want to let these things, you know, it's only 25 degrees, right? So it's not like it's 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 a fish hook. So mm-hmm. we're trying to keep that skin attached. And that is so important. Mm-hmm. Um and, you know, we want it to keep continuing to make collagen. So that collagen, um, we don't want to break these down too quickly, right? So by that same token, you said no clarisonics, don't laser over top of them. I think people, uh, docs a lot forget that the patient has a thread in and they go to do NIR or, um, which is, is a lot of heat guys, or they go to do um, something like a Morpheus, which again is microneedling with radio frequency. So... It breaks them down, right? And and having that conversation with the patient prior to the treatment of, hey, we don't want you to have any laser for three to six months and really closer to six months if you want to play it safe. Um, Having that conversation with them so they understand the importance of their participation in their recovery and healing of the treatment as well. And at that six months, are they pretty well dissolved to the point where if you do a laser over top of them, you're not doing them a disservice. Correct. Okay. Yep. okay. Now, the PCL, it takes much longer for it to dissolve. Okay. Oh, that's a good thing. Okay. But generally speaking, if, if you're doing something about six months post, you're fine. Okay. If that's and how often do you like to throw in the smooths? It depends. Yeah. It really depends. So, Generally speaking, if you have threads within six months in that treatment area, you want to give yourself a six-month window because you don't want the injector, you know, running into other threads that are still trying to do their job. Um, So about six months in between that treatment area, very seldom will you need threads in the same area within six months anyway. So six months. Okay. Um, All right. So let's see. Let me see what I missed here. Let's – oh, what is your favorite thread? The – PLLA monos. Okay. okay. Beautiful volume, nice smooth skin. If I could insert them myself, I think <laughs> I would <be> <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll send you back to med school or nursing school, right? Oh, All right. So, the only part we didn't talk about, and I think um, there's a couple, we talked about crow's feet we, a little bit. We talked about on the eye. So, again, if you don't like your crow's feet Botox, we can kind of thread those, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. I love that. We can do the same thing under the eye to give a little bit more fullness and less crepiness. Um, let's briefly talk about nasolabial folds because yes. I think that's a big one where filler is oftentimes um, not the right place to put it. Right. Um, so a lot of the pullback threads or cog threads will help alleviate that nasolabial fold line that so many don't like. But for the deeper, deeper wrinkles, we've got mono threads that are eight threads folded in half and put onto a cannula in a special little process. And it's the, called the multi-thread. Oh, so I saw you, that actually today. Yeah. When you use the multi-thread, it's like putting 16 threads in in one shot. 
So it fans out, it creates amazing volume. You can use them here, you can use them to fill in the temples, you can use them down here, you can use them anywhere you want to have a large amount of volume created. And those nasolabial folds just vanish with the multi-threads. Pops them right away. You only need one in each spot? Depends on how deep. Depends on how deep and, and how severe. But it really, really works. We also have um, a triple screw and a double screw thread. It, as you can imagine, creates twice or three times as much volume as a regular screw thread. So it really depends on the patient. And, you know, unfortunately, threading is not a paint by numbers yeah. game. It, it's not. So there's a wide variety of threads that can be used in a different combination for each patient. And depending on what they want and what you've got, you can take care of it. Well, and that's why Lace on Craze is so novel. Let's be honest. I mean, yes, you're novel because you have these amazing products that are that are sourced in South Korea. And, but, I mean, you have a massive variety of threads to choose from. Um, that multi-thread, again, something I've never purchased and I don't think I've ever seen, um, is pretty pretty amazing. Um, I'll be buying that today too, guys. Um, <laughs> my, my rep already has my partial order sitting in her inbox. So, um, you know, I think that's amazing that we have these options, different lengths, different thicknesses. Um, we have over 60 different thread types and that's overwhelming for some injectors because they're like, I don't even know where to begin. Right. And start with the mono, start with the twists and build your way up in your practice. And you will start to develop your favorite thread selection and you'll have your go-to threads, but it's wonderful from an injector standpoint to really have such a vast array of tools in their tool chest when it comes to threading. Oh, that's amazing. I know. When I looked at it at first too, I was like, oh, wow, I don't know where I would have started. But now, I mean, I have my faves and now apparently I'm going to have more favorites. So um, <laughs> you guys are just going to have to book more thread, thread appointments and We'll just keep going with it. So um, really quickly, we have about three minutes maybe. Um, I want to talk a little bit about, and I just want to put out there, we can use it for scarring. Um, I think acne scarring is a huge one. And I think it's, again, underestimated because I actually do a lot of filling of acne scars with filler for people that are, they're just so deep that I can laser them till they're blue in the face and it's not going to do anything. Um, And it looks phenomenal on some of the deeper stuff. But how amazing is it to throw in a whole bunch of smooth, um, mono threads to actually raise up the the layers a little bit and get more collagen and get them reduced. Um, mm-hmm. To me, that's one of the best ways to use um, threads because I just can't get into those spaces. But what about um, body threads? I actually have not dabbled in that as of yet, um, but I would love to hear your discussion on body threads for the next couple of minutes. So, anywhere that you can put threads with soft tissue, whether it's in the thighs for the crepey skin, a knee lift with the mono threads, on the buttocks, you can use our threads anywhere. So there's often a, a thought of, oh, well, you can't, you know, for the face only. It's, no, 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 you can use them anywhere, anywhere, which is really, really refreshing, very refreshing. A lot of people do on the back of the arms for bat wings. Okay. Mm-hmm. And breast lift. I've seen some breast lift, um, belly. I've done some C-section scars, belly, lift, mm-hmm. especially for that crepey little kind of overhang if you're already a thin and you just have that that overhang. Um, the other – oh, I just had a thought in my head that I just lost. The other place that I was thinking of um, was – oh, 
So we do some vaginal rejuvenation. Mm-hmm. Um, so we use uh, Morpheus. We use um, a, a product called Votiva. That's it's for internal. Can you use smooth threads to help labia? You can, actually. We've got a wonderful um, surgeon out in Thousand Oaks, California, who is studying the use of our barb threads for vaginal rejuvenation. Okay. Relapse. Yep, absolutely. So she has done the, the labia. She has done all kinds of amazing work with the rejuvenation of the threads using that in the area and it, it's truly amazing. Are they using PDO or are they primarily using like the um, PCLs? The PDO. PDO. Yep. Gotcha. Okay. All right. So I think I got everything. We got jowl. We got chin. We got jawline, mid-cheek, neck, body lift. And guys, if you can email me personally if you're interested in body lift threads. I mean, I have thought about it for a while and everybody's been bugging me to do them. <laughs> I just don't know if I want to get into that kind of crazy right now. Um, but, you know, we can talk about that. You can email me at info at mydrlori.com, M-Y-D-R-L-O-R-I.com. And I am probably forever at least on Craze user now. Um, you know, I don't think I will go back to any other brands. It's um, It's been a world of difference in time that I need to spend in the patient room too with getting mm-hmm. these put in. Um, so... If you're interested in doing these, feel free to message me. You can go onto their website too. I actually went on their website last night and it's a wealth of information um, about the threads and a lot of the things we've talked about today are on there. Um, You can even tell me what you want from their website. So (laughs) (laughs) just give me a little menu of what you would like. And um, I think the biggest take home is it's not right for every person. Um, But there are so many aspects to some of these smoother threads that are really replacing what I would consider traditional laser therapy. Um, so for that last 30 seconds, I'm going to tell you guys that um, if you're interested, you can also go on to mydrlaurie.com and you can send me a message through there. And uh, hopefully, Stacy or maybe even one of your um, injectors or um, thread placers will come back online with us and we can do some more talking about threads. I will put up a video um, of us doing the threads. I was hoping to get it in today, but we just kept talking. So I'll get a video in for you guys um, of threads and put it up on the site so you can see it and have a great night. And thank you. Thank you for tuning in to Anti-Aging Unraveled. Be sure to join Dr. Lori Gerber again next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We'll talk again next week and keep you aging gracefully.